Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm so excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we discuss photography, building a business, and still having a life through it all. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. And now, let's dive into conversation. I'm sitting here with my longtime friend, Sean Austin, and we've actually been trying to make this conversation happen for a little while now, so I'm stoked to actually have you on. And it, I, I think the guys kind of, they say the guys, Sean and, and his business partner, Kevin, kind of laugh at me because I have a tendency of getting a little bit formal, uh, even in interacting with them at times. So I'm going to try not to do that here. I'm kind of, I'm excited to dive into conversation with a, a good friend, um, but thanks so much for coming on board and uh, having this conversation with us. you got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. We've been friends for a while now. We have a lot of stories to share, but um, talk to us a little bit about where you're from and uh, how you even got into photography in the first place. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. I've been excited to do this here as well. Uh, neither of us are in a place where we are from, but we are at a conference here in Phoenix. Um, but originally, I am from Southern California, and uh, that's where I did get started into photography. But some other ventures later in life uh, have brought me to the Midwest, and I've lived in Indianapolis now for five years, just on the outskirts of Indianapolis, so in the Midwest now. That's a massive transition, too. And I know you've talked to me a little bit about going from living in California and the weather and the environment, the people moving from California to Indiana, Indianapolis, and some really cold winters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a pretty big change for you guys. How has that transition been? It's been good. It took a long time to transition. I have uh, three kids and my wife, and uh, we were told it was going to take all of three years. And I was like, I'm, I can beat that. I'm faster than that. And it took all of three years yeah. because it's not just me. Uh, it's transitioning kids and school and uh you know actual seasons instead of like the 75 degree weather all the time so dealing with winter and then my travel having add adding to travel as a family and personally because i'm not where all my family and my home was for so long so a lot of my friends and things like that so the transition has been good uh, now five years into it a little over five years uh, we feel good we love the rhythm of the midwest um, I got caught up in the in the fast pace go getter life of Orange County, and having to make it there um, didn't fit my personality very well. I love visiting, and uh, my family, like I said, and my wife's family is all there, so we love getting back there. Um, but there's no place like home, and my home is where my family is, and right now that's in the Midwest. That's really beautiful, and it's been pretty cool to see you guys create very proactively create um, a space for your kids in particular to make that transition um, as comfortably as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll get to this in a little bit more detail in, in just a bit, but you've created a lifestyle for yourself that enables some flexibility to travel back to the West Coast and spend a little bit of time. I think you were just there not too long ago, mm -hmm. so that's cool as well. But take us back to how you got started in photography. Yeah. Funny story, and it feels like a lifetime ago, but um, I was friends with Mike Cologne, who some of you may know. He's been in the industry for a long time. Uh, we were just friends that knew each other through like a church softball league, which is so weird. But uh, I had uh, lost my job as a, as a printer. I was running a printing press at about 20 years old, 
And um, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, asked me, like, well, what do you want to do for a living? It's one thing I loved about her uh, was she had this spirit in her that said, like, we could fail and we'll be okay. We're 20, 21, 22 years old. That's cool. And uh, it was fun um, and uh, just a fun time in life. And sh- and I said, well, I think I'd like to try photography. And I was thinking more like extreme sport photography. I've always been into sports and, and like, the extreme sides of those with supercross dirt bikes, snowboarding, those types of things. And I never pushed myself far enough to become the athlete. So I was like, I can document them being an athlete. Mm. And so I went to lunch with Mike Cologne and, uh, he's like, you can't make money doing that. Cause there's always going to be, <laughs> there will always be a 16 year old kid next to you that wants to be in the magazine and he'll do it for free. Okay. He said, come shoot a wedding with me. So I did a couple weeks later and, uh, third shot, it was him and his wife and, um, used one of his cameras and it was film. When we got the film back, he said, I I love your images. I can't tell the difference between yours and mine. He helped me set up the camera at the time, mm-hmm. but I knew some about photography. And I originally didn't want to do weddings because of the image of what the wedding photographer was. And um, But when I went and photographed with somebody like Mike, you know, very hip, good-looking dude, like got it going on. Mm-hmm. And then we were like on the coast in California. And I was like, this isn't what I was picturing. Yeah. And we got those images back. I loved looking through the lens and documenting that story. And th- this couple was great. That wedding ended up being featured. Mike was featured with, with this. You know, so oh, I'm no like, I, I got introduced to like the Mecca in my very first wedding. So all of his images were, were um, published. And back to, the, back to the question, when he said, your images look great. I love that I can't tell the difference between yours and mine we need more people like you in our industry. We want to kind of make that shift. So from the get go, hmm. I was under a leader that was like going to pioneer that. Okay. And I, I just love that. And, and enabled it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's all I needed to hear. I okay. was like off and running and I had learned to hustle from my dad and uh, the, his work ethic. And so that's what I did. A couple months later I was in Vegas at WPPI, bought gear and um, just started to go for it. Like second shoot for anybody is you know, a while ago, it was like Mike Cologne, Becker, yeah. a different world of leaders mm-hmm. that are still doing great things, but mm-hmm. it was a while ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just got, was in this pocket of, of a good group of people that had surrounded me and we would share each other's marketing and all these different types of things. So it flourished quickly and I was off and running. And how old were you when you started? I was about 21 right then. Okay. Um, it was in the year 2000. So I'm not great with math, but I was 21-ish, 22, somewhere around there. Yeah. And did you start shooting weddings right away on your own? I mean, did you just jump right in? Yeah. How did that That's uh, my personality is okay. jump in head first all the way. Uh, don't check the water even. <laughs> and uh, it's good and bad, you know, yeah. understanding how that works. Right. Um, but yeah, I would shoot, you know, I built a website, built marketing material and I look back at it now because I have some of it and it's a crack up. But I bet Kevin um, has some great comments oh, for that yeah, too. <laughs> I do not show him that. Um, but uh, I would do shoots for myself i'd shoot for anybody and i started shooting for two other busy studios okay so you're shooting weddings exclusively did you do family portraits as well or was it the focus was just on weddings yeah just weddings at first i did end up in portrait world and some other things which my wife ended up running with for a little while okay uh newborns and like home births and all those things my wife did that for a little while um but i i loved weddings and i kept coming back to that so something that I go to with a lot of the photographers that I have on or the question that I ask is what is something that you what's a lesson that you learned as a photography business owner, maybe even early on kind of the hard way? What's something that you could share with the photography industry, especially the newer photographers uh, that you learned the hard way that you wouldn't want 
them, you know, you wouldn't want them to repeat the same mistake, what would that thing be? Yeah. I think it is easy for us, for me, to measure myself financially, being from the West, okay. and understanding that success from everyone else's point of view, especially with so, so social media now, being able to compare ourselves so easily mm-hmm. that uh, it's easy to chase that one thing. But we are measured in, in other ways um, that actually adds worth to me that is it fills me up. Yes. F- the financial side of it is what I was after, mm-hmm. and I did well in that, And uh, but I was going to run myself ragged because everything I was doing was for my clients and for the money of it. And that's great, but understanding why I really did it, you know, just being a storyteller is great, but understanding that there's other values that I need to measure myself, like, am I making a difference in my client's life? And at the time, you know, I was building a family at the same time, understanding that it is what I'm doing at work valuable, not just financially, to my wife and to my kids. I lost sight of that early on Mm. in that chase for the just measuring myself financially and successfully. You knew me back then. I was a little bit different and uh, (laughs) a lot more arrogant. And um, I could walk in a room, act like I had it all together, but inside I I didn't. And um, so measuring yourself and understanding why you do it, what your purpose is, you know, marketing would say, what's your why? Yes. Really taking a deep look at that and understanding it. And the finances don't make that don't matter as much when you look at it that way. They're one piece of three ways that we can measure ourselves. And just to play devil's advocate there, um, there's a tendency, I think, in the photography world that photographers play the role of artists. So they don't put any weight on the numbers. Mm. And that's not what you're suggesting. What you're suggesting is the priority of vision. It was actually one of the speakers that was just presenting not too long ago. We're here at the United... Uh, photographers conference and they were talking about the idea of focusing on vision Mm. versus simply money or the amount of money that that you're making absolutely and that's exactly what you're saying that's really really powerful yeah it's one of three ways we can measure ourselves for me the other two didn't matter i lost sight of those okay so um it needs to be a good balance of three so yeah absolutely that's one of the things i love teaching uh in this industry is the the well-roundedness of all of it and a lot of times we as creatives the creative side of me loses sight of the financials and understanding why i would charge what i do and breaking that down understanding what my value is what am i um doing Uh, am i paying myself to edit am i paying myself to do album design and all those types of things i was just bottom line and it had to be black (laughs) to be profitable and I had to be paying my bills and then at some point it was like then I want that specific car I want to wear those specific clothes Mm. and that's what was making me who I was so I was representing just a fake version of me ultimately but it was about the things versus a bigger bigger idea absolutely down to the nuts and bolts of a business I want to help people understand that we do need to understand all these things. We don't need to do all the, these things. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of outsourcing, and I personally, I need to hire a CPA to do my numbers. Mm-hmm. But I want them to understand my business in a way that they can say, here is what you're making per hour, and so value yourself that way. If you can find, if I can find ways to outsource this particular thing in my photography business um, and go create more business or create time with my family or create this, it's an add value. You know, there's, there's ways to look at the nuts and bolts that make sense. But um, it, there's also people that can do those that are way better at it than I am. Right, right. And 
I, I categorize this or, or frame it as the idea of a big picture view. Uh, there's a book called Time Management from the Inside Out. Julie Morgan Cern, she talks about the idea of a big picture view and it's this notion of establishing kind of bigger picture goal or vision goals that drive what you do on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis and um, that will drive the way that you spend your time and and even the financial goals that you establish um, you know if, if you want to establish a lifestyle that gives you a lot of freedom and flexibility and that's certainly been my goal um, mm -hmm. starting years ago then the business model that I create and ultimately the way that I spend my time is going to follow that vision as opposed to kind of the, the other way around. Right. And the tendency, like you were alluding to, is that a lot of photographers get caught up in just making certain numbers pop up in, on their bank account mm -hmm. in order to buy a few things uh, versus kind of, uh, I guess, working toward a bigger idea mm -hmm. that, that causes everything to kind of or helps everything fall into place underneath it. Yeah. It's a complex puzzle, sure. and uh, if we only focus on one section of it and don't even really understand how it works, it's not going to come together. It just won't. Yeah. And, um, you know, I would end up quitting. I'm the type of the guy that will try and push through that, try and figure it all out myself. Maybe I'm not the right guy for that particular mm -hmm. thing. Um, but, yeah, understanding it, you know, I was inside out at that moment in my life, and uh, that's what I hope photographers don't um, struggle with because they've heard something like this where it's like understand the big picture of it mm -hmm. and um just because we're artists doesn't mean we have to give it away you know we're measuring ourselves in the joy that our clients get when they receive those images understand that um you know there's there's a part of what we do that we are giving up and and it's okay to get paid for that hmm. and um understanding the business side of things or getting the right people in those places to do that is very valuable for us to be able to have the longevity in our business to do that for more people that's yes. why we do it for free and the starving artist is a saying because we there's not enough people that we can give our gift to so we we just end up giving it away but then we I was in that place where I was burnt out because I gave it away too much and chased one specific part of the puzzle that did not fill me in other ways that I can continue to, to push on the way that I should have been from the get-go. That makes sense. That's really incredible encouragement and certainly inspiring for not just new photographers, I think, but it's a good reminder for photographers that have been around for a little bit because it's easy to lose sight of that, that bigger vision. Sure so that's is. really powerful. Yeah. So at, uh, well, it's been, what, about nine years ago or eight years ago, you made a transition as you and your now business partner, Kevin Swan, started a company called Kiss Wedding Books. Mm -hmm. So take me through that. Kind of walk us through the five-minute version of that. Yeah. I actually met him almost 10 years ago now. Okay. And within three or four months, we had Kiss off the ground. When you said you go all in this with stuff, you weren't joking. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, it was... I actually was out at this particular thing because of you, and um, you were speaking at, at one of the OSP um, get-togethers, yeah. OSP Indie, yeah. they called the it. Open it was source one of the, photo. Yeah, yeah open source photo. Forum. It was one of the bigger get-togethers, so I wanted to invest there. I had, um, I was shooting over 50 weddings pretty consistently and was getting burnt out. Wow. I had started a family. My son was at the age where I thought he'd be playing sports. And he did for a little while. Now he's into acting and he's in a school play, and I love that. Mm. Um, but uh, I knew I was going to miss out on those weekend things because you do the math. You're shooting 50, 60. I shot over 60 weddings as well wow. and a ton of engagement sessions that uh, I was going to miss out on some stuff, and yeah. I already was. And so I, I made a shift and bought a retail camera store. And um, shortly after that, I had to turn the numbers around because it was uh, I got it for a good deal because it was hurting. Okay. Turned it around with prints and all 
types of things like that was kind of like filling that with the weddings that I was still shooting, supporting it. And I had some investors at the time as well. And, um, through that, I bought a, this book binder and, um, my wife still kind of thinks I'm crazy for doing that. <laughs> She's not quite as risky as me. She's quite the opposite of me and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. But, uh, she was like, she sat in on that meeting when I bought that book binder and I had this vision to change that. Cause I was shooting so many weddings, but I was willing to and ready to give up on the book side of it because it was such a bottleneck the system that I had was broken it was very hard for me to serve my client the way that I love to um, because of this process that was broken and um, so I bought a book binder with the dream of like this has to be different and I'm not a control freak but in this world I was like I, I'm just going to do it myself like I will literally build books because that's going to be an easier process and actually filling out these forms and then you know not getting it right and all the issues that came with like fax machines and things like that <laughs> even that long ago yeah, i was like what yeah. why i have to fax this in like i'm right. gonna send my pigeon carrier to take this to you exactly. it was just like it was it was wild right so from there uh, i did that went out to osp to show some of my books and i met kevin and kevin is like polar opposite of me different personality mm -hmm. um we we've done a lot of the myers-briggs stuff we're totally different personality types even and um but he's system-minded so he can you know so we came up with this idea of let's make it as simple as possible for photographers to get to the product because that is not the case right now okay he was frustrated with his book company at the time he was like i like what you're doing i'd love to love to be a part of it and then by the end of the week we had kind of like hit it off so well that um, he said, I want to do this with you. I have a background in marketing, and he has a very unique um, skill set that mm -hmm. any, any, the way his mind works is very systematic, mm -hmm. that he's like, I want to take this thing that we've come up with in just these few days, kind of talk, he helped me talk through what, what our idea was, and he said, I can wrap a system around that, and I think it's needed in the industry. So I said, no. Uh, I'm not really interested in a business partner. I just was uh, had sold uh, another photography company to a business partner, and not 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 that big of a deal. But I was like, I'm, I want to do something on my own, and this is kind of it. I have investors in this other part of it. He's a persistent man, and uh, he made me believe in it, and uh, he was able to build it. And so, you know, within a week of when I got home, we were in business together, <laughs> That's and that amazing. was in like December, January, something like that, and WPPI was and still is kind of the mecca where a lot of photographers come together and um so we wanted to have something by then and there's big osp groups getting together even there and so we had a website by then and that was in march of uh 2007 by may we took our first order and i think it was like 40 something books the first month by the end of that year we were taking 100 books a month and i thought we had made it yeah now <laughs> it's a little different than it was <laughs> yeah. um but it was just like it grew so fast because we met a need to simplify the system that matters you know when it comes to printed products and books specifically it's a legacy piece that we believe needs to be passed on and that tangible sitting down on a couch looking through something like that with your your spouse is like it's just one of those things that we we cherish as humans and um i love that we're able to to do that for rides now from a different standpoint you know so to be able to create a product that has this this legacy to it is, is really significant the idea the big idea that drove the brand from the beginning was this idea of simplicity mm -hmm. like you talked about um, and it really centers around a, a very simple user experience mm -hmm. um, but 
you guys have have taken that and gone a lot deeper with it recently mm-hmm. uh, i see a hashtag that you attach to some of your instagram posts or maybe facebook posts uh, pursue simple mm. and i wanted to dive into that a little bit because i think it really at least some of those principles that that are behind that line up with the photographer's edit brand as well but but explain what that means to to you and to the company yeah so originally we kind of came out with a simple process and the world's simplest book company is what we stood on for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, as we've been kind of like copied and uh, people have done some of those things, it's been great to see the whole industry and, and the book world evolve to a place where it is easier to get to that product. It's been nice kind of like pioneering those paths. It's yeah, been wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah, it had to been eye-opening to these other, well, not necessarily the book companies. They may have even known that they needed to do something to improve. But now the photographers are seeing the stark contrast between the experience that you guys created, mm-hmm. which was beautifully simple and i think that was even one of the taglines that you used at one yeah. point uh and stark contrast to what they were seeing elsewhere so that's that's really powerful that you had the opportunity to kind of lead the way in that yeah it was great and it was like it was a unoccupied hill as, as kevin would say yes it was a hill that nobody was standing on which mm-hmm. is great for marketers mm-hmm. and uh so we stood out from the get-go and we grew a lot because we were making it easy for them to get to that product that people were afraid of doing because the process was broken mm-hmm. so we started out as that but as we have evolved it's been great because because kevin and the, and the development team have built a beautiful system and you know originally it was just getting to the books so ordering the books we made easily and we made the product itself very easy we we started with six colors uh three sizes so it's one product six sizes three colors i can or, see you doing that yeah going through no the options i mind. remember some yeah. of the yeah it was, yep. it was it was fun <laughs> um and so it was like we literally could have been a 10 by 10 black leather album company i think we would have survived because i saw everything that went out the door that was back when i was binding all the books mm-hmm. and 90 percent of the books were black 10 by 10 books because we were preaching simplicity and that's how they sold it i think as well photographers were i was doing it personally at, in my wedding business at the time to evolve into what we now say is to pursue simple is more of a lifestyle right so because of it you know we, we've created these systems but we've also now added options you know we're not <laughs> we have a lot of colors and we have two different types of covers two thickness of pages and a lot of the things that we um, almost cursed at first because it was hard to get those things. Right. We now realize those are not the enemy. It's if we can make it simple to get those things, right. then we're willing to bring them on. So options weren't the enemy. The the complexity was the enemy. The user and experience. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, as long as we were protecting the user experience and keeping that simple, then we were going to evolve into what we have now. Mm-hmm. And so as we've seen kind of like uh, the industry grow in that direction, the the hill has become more occupied and we're fine with that. We're like grateful because some people will never know the issue that we had because the pioneered path that we took to show simple matters, you know, it's not easy to get simple, but once you do, it's like addictive. So now it's become this personal lifestyle that I want as well. How can I pursue simplicity, say no to some of the good things so I can say yes to the great things and focus just on those so that I don't get caught up in chasing the dollar again. And um, having the balance at home. So pursuing simple as a business, we've we've done that in our warehouse, in other areas of our business, and now we're preaching it as a lifestyle. So we want to take it out a ring. If you're looking at it as like uh, rings of influence, I have myself, my family, mm-hmm. and then our community, my business and our community. So as I go out to those outer rings, I want to share that because it's been so successful in my my life to have that balance and understanding what those great things are um 
and going after that has made it to where it's just like I love what I do because I'm focusing on the things that I love and it is actually my skill set to do that in the pursuit of simple there's so many things that can shine personally because there's less things but they're so much better so what does that look like for you what is how does that translate into your life on a, on a daily basis mm-hmm. or a weekly basis how has that changed even in the last maybe say four to six months or so yeah absolutely it's been it's kind of only been our hashtag and tagline for about that long okay. not even that long um, but it it really opened up it turned this page for me to where it was like it is a lifestyle mm. and personally it it is just allowed the clutter to it basically shined a light in a room that was like, okay, there still is, and it will always hopefully be refining. You know, this is a process that that I will continue to go through. And um, it's just made it to where it is. I understand again, why I do what I do. I'm I'm more in love with my company and the industry than I ever have been because of the simplicity of it, not the simplicity of the industry as a whole, Um, because there's so much that goes on with that. But understanding what our vision is and what we want to share, I'm like, I wake up refreshed because I know when I wake up, I'm like, my particular set of skills is like people, relationships, understanding that I want to build the business on relationships. Mm. And that's what I've always wanted to do. But now I have the clarity to do that and this message to share with them that will help them in their life personally, professionally. I love that. And that's what's really changed in the last six months. Like you, like you said, it's given me more clarity to look at what I'm doing and trying to clear out any clutter so that I can get to that goal. So that I can get to that time like, like we're having right here, a, a relationship, a conversation that we've invested in this relationship for a long time. Yeah. And it just creates a little bit of a platform to say like, this matters, this relationship matters, the things that we've shared personally and professionally um, are an investment that we're making and we only have capacity to do that with so many people. Yeah. But then there's platforms where people can peek in on those and say like, mm-hmm. I want that. If you want to understand what simplicity is in the pursuit of simple, and that sounds good to create freedom in your life to do the things that you love, we want to create a culture that does that. And so I, when I wake up in the morning, I know what matters to me is my family. Yes. So I have three kids, 15, 12, and 7. And there are ones in high school, one's in middle school, and one is in uh, grade school. So crazy. And so I spend the morning getting them off to school. Mm. I like to get up because I do travel a lot for, for what I do for work. Mm-hmm. I travel with them some as well, but um, I know that time is, is fleeting and it's, it's going too quick. Mm. And uh, so I spend my mornings with them, getting them off to school. Then a lot of times I spend a little bit of time with my wife. We head off to different gyms and then I can go into the work, into work and, and do some of those things. But like even coming off a conference like this, I go home and I take a few days off because yeah. of the, the systems and the uh, simplicity that I've pursued in, in what I do. Um, kind of running the business now and and, uh, and and leading this this business to what is is next what our next season is I needed to create space so that I had time because if I like I was talking about those circles of influence if I don't work on me and simplifying me in the very middle of it then I don't have the next ring out as family if I don't have anything to give to my family it starts to get muddy and then the next ring would be you know like my business the internal team that I have yeah. um, it gets even more gray and then I'm just a bad it just multiplies a bad version of me but if I take the morning and understand for me this is what works the morning with my family I get recharged by my family and I love sitting across the table and actually being present with them it's a lot of my life that I wasn't even able to be present with my kids sitting across the table from them Um, now that I have that it's like 
I have so much joy, just a little bit of joy that kind of gets me to mm. that next ring when I go in, I'm ready for it. Mm. I spend a little bit of time with my wife in the morning each day. We try and stay connected because as, you know, with travel and all the things that go on, I let so much stuff get between me and her that we had a mediocre marriage at best. Sure. But now that I'm focused on some of these things, not perfect, I'm still learning. It's going to be an ongoing process. But as I focus on me and then that next ring, you know, her and I and our relationship will will be blessed because it's it's getting back in order, you know. And when it gets out of order, it's very easy to see now that we've gotten open and real with each other. We can call each other out in it before we didn't have a healthy communication to be able to do that. But then she's even like she wants me to be better in our marriage so that I can take it to that next ring and go do this at in business. She's seen like a side of me that she never really knew what to believe in because it was so like all over the road and I'm just this pioneer and she's afraid to follow that because she's like this is a new path I'm not into that I want like security and other things things some some of those things we can't be guaranteed but like doesn't mean go jump off a cliff and kind of like make your parachute on the way down you know (laughs) like that's not fun for somebody (laughs) like her I'm like yeah let's go do it you know (laughs) but she's like you're freaking me out and I can't do that forever she got to the point where she said I'm not following that leadership anymore I'm done with that you need to work on yourself because I'm not okay what's coming from the other side Mm. and even by me working on myself it's allowed her to become like an amazingly like uh, just an amazingly like magical beautiful woman Mm. because she said I want to grow because I needed you to grow and lead us kind of through this. And I wasn't like this awesome leader during that time. We had to bring in help and all those types of sure. things. But uh, it was, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing kind of like what's happened in the past few years because of this Pursue Simple when it was actually Aaron Younger that came up with that saying in one of our get-togethers. And I was like, it just snapped. Everything made sense. I was like, you just wrapped two words around what we've been doing for almost 10 years yeah. and what we want to do for the next however many years, that's it. To pursue simple is a lifestyle, not just the world's simplest book company or beautiful simple albums, all those types of things. Those are fun taglines, and it and it got us you know, here. But the next step is going to be to pursue simple, and I just love that. When she said it, I was like, ah, oh, this is great. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, and, and the cool thing is it brings us back to where we started the conversation. You're talking about the idea or the importance of having a, a vision um, and I like personally, anyway, I like to think about it uh, as a vision that's driven by a big idea. Mm. Uh, what is what is your big idea that, as you were saying, helps you have have that extra energy in the morning? And you mm-hmm. get up, it drives you to get up and get out of bed and go get get stuff done. Yeah, you've got that big idea, mm-hmm. and that's really powerful because now it's shining through, and and not just what you're doing for yourself, but what you're creating for your family. And I've already seen the way that you've poured into your company's culture. If you guys ever get a chance to to get up to Indiana and visit. Mm. Kiss books, um, it's a it's a privilege. It's inspiring to see the systems that that Kevin has developed and put in place, and the way that Sean's led the culture and the employees there. Um, what they have created there, and I'm sure will continue to develop, is a really mm. beautiful thing. So, um, kudos to you guys for that. But it's like I said, it, it goes right back to that that idea that we were talking about to begin with, which is it's beyond vital to develop a vision. It may take a day or a week or a month or however long, take some time and really process what, not just what's important to you, but to figure out what is the big value add Mm. that you can bring to the world and let that idea drive what you do. Because then it helps, you know, when we talk about, and actually for the longest time we did um, uh, Get Simple (laughs) workshops. This is years ago. Yourself and me and Kevin and um, we had Mike. um, Mike Larson. Mike Larson was there and we had one or two others, but 
we were talking about efficiency and workflow. But the reality is you can teach these kind of day-to-day -day tips mm -hmm. and tricks, how to get through your workday a little bit quick, more quickly. Um, a lot of people aren't going to have the motivation that drives them to make the changes in the business to, to run their business more efficiently if they don't have a bigger idea that drives that. That's right. And so I think it's really powerful example what, what um, you're putting into practice both in your personal life and your business life. It's a great example of this idea of establishing that, that vision that drives what you do on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, and I have so much respect. I mean, I, I've probably said this well, that on countless times at this point. Um, when you were in around talking to my friends and to others in the industry, that the amount of respect that I've got for um, what you've been doing in your life personally and professionally, mm -hmm. uh, particularly in this area, I have so much respect for that. So keep it up. I've got your back. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, I know you do. And there's other friends in the relationships that we've invested in that reach out when times that I feel like does culture matter? Does the big picture matter? Does pursuing simple even matter? Mm. Because there's times where we question ourselves. But having invested in relationships, you've seen the evolution of of our company, of me personally, those mm -hmm. types of things, mm -hmm. and the continued want to grow going forward. Yeah. I want to surround myself with, with people like that, and you're one of them, where it's like I know that if I need someone to speak truth in my life when I'm missing the mark, mm. you're somebody I can go to. And during times where you know we're under the limelight for whatever decision we've made to put something out there sure. that not everybody loves, sure. people reach out and say, hey, the way you're responding and the, w the way you're going about this, I believe in that. And that's what I saw in you. And that's why I'm still in your corner. Absolutely. There will always be people that say what you do doesn't matter, but they're quieted down really quick when your friends come around you and say, hey, I expect you to grow through this. Um, and I believe that what you do does matter. So I appreciate you and the things that you're doing in your life to to look into these things and to kind of like multiply the ideas that have worked in your life and, and on business level and personal level. And uh, I have respect for, for what you're doing as well. I've oh, loved seeing, um, we've had candid conversations Absolutely. and you'll just say like, Hey, what is it about me that, um, I can, I can work on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I feel like, okay, if you really want me to answer that, <laughs> I will. Um, and you have, yeah. And, and, but, uh, I also, know that I can do that with you. Absolutely. And so uh, thank you for doing that. And uh, there's not, we can't have 50 relationships like that. We just no. can't. And uh, some of these have just grown organically. And now we're intentional with them because we know that it's like, I will be better when I hang out with Nathan. And uh, people like that in my life will have my back. If I, even if I've made a mistake, oh, that's sure. okay. Yeah. Um, because they're like, that's not you, and I'm going to call you on it. Go fix it and mm. respond mm. to it the way I, I expect you to. Absolutely. And so I do appreciate that, and there's times that will happen. Uh, we we have been given um, a lot of opportunity to, to share what we have on our heart, and it's great, um, but I can't do it without you know people like you in my life. One of the sayings, I, I might botch it because I haven't memorized it yet, but the only reason that I have gotten to where I am is because... I stood on the back of giants hmm. and it's like people in our life that are willing to be a little bit vulnerable with us yeah. and uh, say, Hey, I expect this out of you. Yeah. Those are giants in our life yeah. because it gives us vision that we may not even see because we're so close to yeah. it that we stand on the back of that giant and how far can you see? And that's what I expect out of you. Let's go do that. And so you're one of those giants in my life oh, for sure. Thanks, and I appreciate that's really powerful. The, the time that we've had. Well, and, and the beautiful thing about the simplicity that we're talking about focusing on is that it, 
it kind of clears the way, clears, makes room for focusing on the relationships, which what more do we have in the end, really, right? right? Um, so that's a beautiful, beautiful yeah. thing. Where can, we could probably talk for hours, really. Right. <laughs> uh, but we'll, this will be round one anyway. Where can where can people find out more about what you're doing, what KISS is doing? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, our social media outlets are at KISS Books. Okay. Uh, me personally is at Sean Austin. Okay. Uh, Facebook, Sean Austin Gordon. Um, Instagram is at Sean Austin. KISS Books is, is run more corporately. Um, we're we're looking at to what culture would look like and our imprint and what Pursue Simple looks like. And we're going through some serious changes with uh, some rebranding and some stuff going forward that I'm really excited about. Yeah. But go watch the evolution of it. You'll see our heart come through. Um, instead well, of you say you're corporate. You're about the most uncorporate corporation <laughs> sure, I can think yeah. of, though, too. I mean, it's such a beautiful culture. And, and again, this is another thing that even when you're not around, I'm, I'm telling other people about because I'm so proud of what you've created, what you guys have created out there. But but to see that, um, it, it's, it's so invigorating because, again, it comes back to – uh, investment in relationships in this case relationships with your employees mm. um, and that and, and as a result the company culture that you're creating is a beautiful thing so it may be a corporation and you're figuring out how to kind of scale and that totally makes sense you have yeah. to do that uh, but it's it's certainly not a cold corporation by yeah. any means you guys have created a beautiful culture there yep yeah what I meant by that was you know it's a lot of product and stuff like that which sure. is absolutely pretty and that's what we sell at the end of the day sure um, but it's not about that. Like if you look at us um, on our Instagram, we may look like a book company, but it's going to shift into, hey, they, it's an experience that I want to be a part of. It's a culture that cares, that wants to see the people around them grow. Mm. That's ultimately what we want to do going forward. Um, there is a product at the end of that yeah. um, that we want to help people get to because it does help you succeed in your business by getting to that product. But we really want to show, hey, this is the experience you're going to be a part of. This is what you can expect coming in and being a part of this culture. And so we're hoping that shines through all avenues of our business, you know, with our with our website on down through all the social media outlets. Um, so that's our goal is to, to share the heart from the top down. And uh, that's what we're going to do. That's perfect. Perfect. That's a great way to end the, the conversation, and it will be continued at some, some point in some fashion. Um, thanks so much for making time today, though. This has been really powerful. You guys check out um, Sean and Kiss Books, and if you've got any questions, um, and, and actually not even questions, if you just want a little bit of inspiration, check out what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's really, really powerful. Thanks Thank again, you. man. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer.